in the Word of God, go with me to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. We've been talking about today matters and how nothing in our life is going to change until um, we change something that we do every day. And we all have dreams, aspirations, goals, but many times we don't reach those goals. And I, I, I don't know about you, I, I want 2017 to be a year where I reach everything that God has called me to, to do, and I, want, I don't want to fall short. I want to, I want to reach out and do everything that God's called me to do this year in 2017. I want you to do the same thing. This is what City Hills Church is all about. We want you to come, not just come on a Sunday, but we want you to grow in the potential of God that's in your life and walk in the fog. You know what that is? The fog, the F-O-G, the favor of God. That's what I want you to walk in. Every day, the favor of God on your life. And I believe that happens through our daily decisions. What I've learned is direction, not intention, determines our destination. That just having a desire to go somewhere doesn't mean we go somewhere. I could have a desire to go to Nashville, but if I go 40 east, I want to tell you I'm not going to Nashville. It's just not going to happen. No matter how much I pray, no matter how much I want it to happen, I could fast for 40 days, but I'm never going to go to Nashville, everybody. And it's the same way. Many times we pray and we fast for things, and that's what we're doing in this season. But I want to help team that with some practical living so that we can align ourselves with what God is calling us to do. Well, today I want to I want to I want to teach this is something that God's put on my heart so much and I'm really just honestly going to teach from where I am right now and just teach what what God has been teaching me and dealing with me. And so I want to say just for today I will speak life. Just for today I will speak life. Could you say that with me? Just for today I will speak life. This is powerful. I want to walk through the scripture with you today and and uh, this is just share some things that God has really been doing in my heart. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person. That's what we want. We want God to transform us into a brand new person. We want to have old habits die. We want to have dreams come to pass. We want to step into our destiny. It says, "Here's let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't you want to know what God's will is for your life? And don't you want to know what direction you're supposed to go? Don't you want to know what decisions to make? Don't you want to know that you're walking according to everything that God has called you to walk according to and that you're living up to the destiny that he's put inside of you? What God says in this scripture in Romans chapter 12 is so, so counterintuitive to me. Because if, it was, if you would ask me, let God transform you as he changes the way that you, and I would put in there, act. As you change the way you act, then God will transform your life and you will you know, experience blessings and all these things in your life. But God doesn't say that. He says, if you change the way that you think, then you could change everything about your life. That the way that you think is so incredibly powerful. That's why the writer of Proverbs says, As a man thinks in his heart, as a woman thinks in, his heart, in her heart, so is he or so is she. That, that our thoughts are incredibly important. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, Sow a thought and reap an action. Sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. See, it all begins... With what we are thinking. Today I want us to think about what we are thinking about. When's the last time you did that? 
When's the last time you took time to think about what you're thinking about? How many know what it's like to talk to yourself? Anybody talk to yourself? Or is it, yeah, there we go. We got some honest people at church this morning. Talk to yourself. Yeah, what are you talking to yourself? This is what I want to talk to us about today. What is in your mind? What is in your head? When's the last time you thought about your thought life? When's the last time you took time to think about what you're thinking about? Because it's more powerful than you and I could ever imagine the power of what we think. And that's what God wants to transform in our life. And here's the big idea I want to talk to you about today. That our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our minds, our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So what is your thoughts? What are your strongest thoughts? What are the thoughts that keep going through your mind morning after morning, day after day, night after night? What are the thoughts that are going through your mind? Because you got to think about what you're thinking about you got to think about the things that are going through your head. What does your inner dialogue sound like? Maybe your inner dialogue sounds like this. God is with me. My life matters. God is able. I have peace and joy. God is the source of my life. He is working all things for my good. I am excited about today. I am excited about the future. Is that what your inner dialogue sounds like? Or maybe it sounds like this. I am a failure. I'm lazy. I'll never succeed. I'm too far gone. I've made too many mistakes to be able to do anything of value. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Going to be just like a family member of mine. It's going to always be this way. Life is never going to change. You are such a loser. It sounds strong. It sounds, um, sounds like I'm being strong whenever I'm talking about those ideas. But I dare say there's some people in this room that you're... Your, that is light compared to how you constantly talk to yourself. That is so, uh, that, that is so um, just, just small compared to how big it is the negative thoughts that are in your mind. Because our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And here's the question I want to ask you. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Are you excited about the, the direction your thoughts are taking you? Are you excited about what you're constantly... I'm never good enough. I didn't do well enough in school. I'm never going to be able to achieve my... I'm just a loser. I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I'm ugly. I'm, I deal with myself. In, just what is going through your mind all the time? Because we move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And I want you to know Satan understands this so well. That he can... He, his desire is to... Hijack your thoughts. And if he can hijack your thoughts, if he can cause you to think on the negative things that, is ha that are happening around you or the negative things that have happened to you or what someone told you 10 years ago or what he said or what she said about you or what that teacher said about you that one time, if he can take the pain and hijack it and put a thought in and cause you to think wrong, then he can control your life and you'll never be all that God has called you to be. The devil's perfect disguise is trying to disguise himself in our thoughts. Well, you know, some of, the, some of the worst things you've ever thought about yourself didn't come from you. I believe the enemy used the situations you were walking through to, to cause you to, in, to insert some negative thoughts about who you are because that's not from God. That's not from God. 
And this is his MO. This is him, his MO from the very beginning of the creation of man. And I want you to see this. This is uh, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. This is the first time we see mention of Satan in the whole Bible. And watch what he's doing. I believe it's the exact same thing today. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. In other words, he was crafty, he's subtle, um, he disguises himself. That's the most dangerous thing about the devil, I believe. Not just that he's evil, but that he is a master of disguise. He's never going to come out and say, hey, I'm the devil, how you doing today? Just want you to know, you're dumb. You're going to be just like your daddy. I just want you to know that I'm the devil, by the way. You know what, I really want to destroy your life. Hope you have a terrible day. No. What does he do? He disguises himself and... I want to uncover some lies of the enemy today. I want to tear back some lies that the devil's been speaking into somebody's mind today. Because this is what he's been doing since the beginning of time. He says, he said to the woman, did God say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The first thing the devil always does, he's going to try to disarm us from getting close to the word of God. That's why he, wants, he doesn't want you come to 21 days of prayer. He doesn't want you picking up your Bible every day. He wants it collecting dust. Why? Because he knows if he can question what God is saying to you, he can control your life. He knows if, if you're not hearing from God in his word and hearing from his spirit, I promise you, you come 21 days of prayer, you fast and seek God. We talked about it last week. You're going to hear his voice. And his voice gives you the power to be able to contradict everything the enemy tries to throw your way. It says, did God really say you must not eat from any tree of the garden? Verse 2 the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but did God say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die? You will certainly die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. So he's lying to her because did they die? Absolutely, they died. It says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? I love that. That's the first question. That's the first word God ever... Uh, that's the first question in the Bible. Where are you at? Maybe God's asking you that today. Hey, where are you at? Verse 10, He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Verse 11, And he said... Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? In verse 11 again. Who told you that you were naked? They were created in this perfect, incredible uh, perfection of a garden. And they have perfect bodies. I tell you what, it takes a crafty devil to take two perfect people put in a perfect place and to convince them that the one who put him there was not perfect. It takes a crafty devil to take two perfect people who were put in a perfect place by a perfect God and to convince them that God was, not, God was against them and God was trying to keep something from them. I want you to know we serve a good God. We serve a God who wants only the best for us. That's why the Bible with humanity, it begins in a garden and it ends in a garden. It begins in perfection and it ends in perfection because you know what God's thoughts are toward you? He doesn't want you in pain. He didn't make us, he didn't make us um, in a ghetto. He didn't make us in the middle of pride. He didn't make us in the middle of sickness and disease. But you know what? When we believe Satan and we begin to follow after him, that's whenever all those things begin to come in because we serve a good God. 
But the enemy wants to take those things away from us. He wants to disconnect us from God and from people. He wants to disconnect you from God and meaningful relationships. If he can do that through your thoughts, because watch what happened. God said, who told you that you were naked? God didn't ask because he didn't know, right? He's God. He knew exactly. It's as if God is implying, in the pain of your mistake, there was a message that came with it. I'm detestable. I'm imperfect. I've got to hide myself. I've got to cover myself. I don't want anybody to see me. I have shame and guilt. And it all came in a message in the pain. It, all, it wasn't even the pain itself. It wasn't even the mistake itself. It was the message where it's like the enemy just uses that sin to whisper, You are not enough. Hide yourself. Disconnect from God. Don't let people know who you really are. If people knew who you really were, they wouldn't love you. In the pain, the enemy whispers to us. And Adam believed it, and he began to live his life out that way. Who told you? I want to ask somebody that question. Who told you the negative things in your life? Who told you you weren't good enough? Who told you you were ugly? Who told you you could never do it? Who told you that you had no ability? Who told you? I promise it wasn't your good God. In the circumstance of life, in the problems of life, in the pain of life, the whisper of the enemy came in. And I believe we began to listen to it. And we need to stop today in Jesus' name. Moses was one of the greatest men in all of the Bible. He actually wrote, God used him to write the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy were all written by Moses. He, led, he was an incredible leader. He led over two million people out of slavery. He was an incredible uh, man of God of purpose and, and passion in his life. But if he would have not changed the way that he thought, he would have never done any of it. Because the pain of his life, he tried to do it on his own. He tried to help people. He tried to rise up and fulfill his purpose. But it didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. And it only left him with pain. So he disconnected from God and people for 40 years. That's what pain does. Maybe you're here today and you say, small groups? Yeah, right. I know what happened the last time I was in a small group. You know, All the gossip and all the things people said about me. See, that's exactly where the enemy wants you. He wants to disconnect you from, from the relationships that you need to bless your life. He wants to disconnect you from a loving church that wants to wrap its arms around you. Are you going to be hurt by people? Absolutely. Jesus had, even Jesus had 12 people around him and one of them was a devil, everybody. If he's going to have people betray him along the way, so are you and I. But I don't want to let one bad apple stop me from investing and sharing life with people that are part of my destiny. So Moses, his pain disconnected him from God. He was 40 years Away on the backside of a desert somewhere. Maybe that's where you feel you're just in a desert way of life. And God speaks to him. This is not in your notes, but it's on the screen. God says to him, so now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. In other words, I got a calling on your life, Moses. I want to use you. Verse 11, but Moses said to God, what did he say? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? What was he saying? There was a voice in his mind that he, it took him 40 years of pain. And it had caused him from going to a place where he said, I can do it. To a place where he said, who am I? 
What did he heard? He had heard a whisper in the pain. He had heard a whisper in the shame. That's why we want to, the enemy wants us to keep it quiet because there's guilt and there's shame that, that's centered around these negative voices in our lives. That's his plan. But God said, Moses, it's not about who you are. It's about who I am. It's never about how good you are, how talented you are, how mighty you are, Moses. It's always going to be about how strong I am and how mighty I am. And if you'll trust me, I will overcome your weaknesses. So what pain is in your life? You've been rejected. Say, no one, maybe you have words like this, no one will ever love me. I'm damaged goods. Maybe you have criticism in your life, undue criticism. You're a failure. You're inconsistent. You're lazy. You're undisciplined. You're never going to get ahead. You're a loser. Maybe you have comparisons. Maybe you live your life. I was identifying with this where you've compared. Maybe people compared you against your siblings or compared against people in school. And you're never going to be like your brother. You're never going to be a good mom. All the other moms make homemade cookies and you got store-bought cookies. You're never going to be a good mom. (laughs) You're never going to be as beautiful as him. You're never going to be as beautiful as her. You're just an average student. That's all you'll ever be. You're just average. Maybe you have past failures. You'll never be used by God. God doesn't even love you anymore. And you'll never be happy again. What are the words? What are the things that are going through your mind? Think about what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. Because God wants to transform what you think about. Watch this. This is so powerful to me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 3, it's in your notes. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So we live in this earthly world, but, but our warfare is not like guns and bombs and nuclear weapons. and that's, that's not how we fight in our life. It says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought... And make it obedient to Christ. I want to break down the scripture a little bit for you today. Uh, in, in, in verse 4 it says simply this. That they have the power. The weapons we fight with have the power to demolish strongholds. The word stronghold there in the Greek is the word akamora. What it simply means this is a dungeon. Or, a, uh, or a, it, it's, it, it's a word picture of a castle with like a moat. You know and alligators in it. You know it's this huge fortress. And, and it also has the, uh, it has the, the tense where it's simply this, it's a prison, but it's where someone is imprisoned by deception. So it's like a prison of their mind. Whenever I was in Africa, it's been about 12, uh, 12 years ago now, whenever I was in Africa uh, on a mission trip there, we went on a, which is awesome. Is it not awesome we're going on a mission trip this year, by the way? I'm so excited about our first mission trip uh, as a church. We're excited about that. You heard from Ross and Catherine. And I want to say this too. Was that not amazing, Marcus's story? I want you to know, it's so cool. The group that made a difference in his life, he's now, he didn't, he's, he's humble and all. But he's now leading the group that made a difference in his life. And he's, he's, God's using him to make a difference in other people's life. How God made a difference in his life. I love it. I can just talk about that all day. But um, <laughs> what are we talking about? No. So whenever I was in Africa... I'll never forget, we were on the safari, and we saw, we saw nothing. I mean, it just like, felt like I was, I was like in my backyard. Like, seriously, we came all the way to Africa and have not seen anything. And we were in this little car, and it was hot, and I was just, I was ready to go. And then about that time, I heard this rumbling. 
Just, just like shaking. Like earth, I was like, there's an earthquake happening. That's what I told uh, the missionaries. I was like, there's an earthquake. And uh, he said, no, 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 no. It's not an earthquake. He said, watch. And over the, over the hill came this huge pack of elephants. And then we got off the road, and it was like grandpa elephant and grandma and mom and, and little baby. You know, I mean, it's like every, it's like Dumbo, like watching Dumbo in real life. But, but the thing that I was amazed by is just like the sheer power of those beasts. It was unbelievable. Like, just that they could have crushed us all without even, without even thinking about it. Just the power that are in those elephants. But then whenever you get to America, whenever you go to a circus or something like that, you realize that the way that they train elephants is by putting a stake in the ground whenever they are just a baby. And they put that stake in the ground. And that stake is, is strong whenever they're just a baby. And they pull against it and they get stopped. They pull against it and they stop. They pull against it and they stop. And they keep that stake in the ground. And, and, and what happens, though, is the elephant gets bigger. And the elephant gets bigger. And the elephant gets bigger. But what happens is, even though now it's strong enough to be able to break free and do whatever it wants to do, it has an akamora. And because it was trained and taught that you cannot get beyond this prison. Like, you are not strong enough that even whenever it's an adult elephant, it won't even try. That's an Akamora. And I believe there are things in our lives that we've hit it, we've been told it, it's in our mind day after day after day after day after day after day after day. And God says, I want you to tear that down. It's time for those strongholds in your mind that no matter what it is, that negative word that's in your heart, God says it's time to tear it down because it's a lie. It's not real. It says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So I want to give you just some practical things. This message is so practical. I want, you, I want this to be something that you take to heart and, and something that happens all week long, every single day. Here's the first thing I want us to do. We need to expose the thoughts to the light. So the, the thoughts that we have in our, uh, in, our, in our lives, we need to expose it to the light. We need to think about what we're thinking about. I hope you've been doing that since I've been preaching a little bit. I hope you've been thinking about the words that you constantly tell yourself. You know, they say sticks and stones will never hurt. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a lie, a lie, a lie. Because some of the worst hurts in my life are words. But I'll tell you this. Nobody's ever hurt me as much as I've hurt myself with my words. Nobody. I've spoke some of the negative, most negative things over myself that were not God. And when we expose those thoughts to the light, I want you to write it down. I put, I put, I put um, some, some blanks there on your, on your paper. You can do this. If you don't want to do this in public, that's just fine. But I want to challenge you. Sometime, get alone with God. Let God speak to you. What are the words that are speaking in your, in your ear? I'm going to lose my job. Well, we're going to lose our house. You know what? God's not. And what are you not believing? You're not believing that God's going to provide every need that he, you have in your life according to his riches and glory. You need to begin to... Think about what you're thinking about. Expose the lies. What are the lies? What are the lies? Expose them to the light of God. Here's the second thing you need to do. You need to expel the wrong thoughts. Expel. Like expel it from school. You are expelled. You ain't coming back to this place. In verse 5 where it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive... Every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I love this. I had so much fun with this. Obedience in the Greek simply means to listen under. In other words, to bring other under. And I, and, and I love this. To take captive literally means at the end of a spear. I love that. 
In other words, God's saying, any thought that's not from God, you're stupid, you're dumb, you'll never accomplish your vision, you'll never get that promotion, you're never going to be. God says, every one of those thoughts, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a spear, I want you to put it under its throat and say, you're not going to have any more residence in this house. You have the power to expel it and say, you know what, devil, that's a lie. I identify. See, that's so much of the, of, of, of the plan of the enemy. You can stop him if you can identify him. If you can identify him, hallelujah, Jesus said that the thief, if he's identified, he's got to pay back sevenfold. Here's what I believe. If we can start identifying some of those things in our life, it's the enemy's got, he's got some payback to do. Because he's taken too many of our days. He's taken too much of our peace. He's taken too much of our family. He's broken too much of our marriages. It's time to take it back. And the warfare happens in our mind. The battle's between our ears. That's where the battle's taking place. That's where the battle is going to happen. Put it under a spear. Say, devil, no more. That thought that I'm not enough, no more. It's over. Not thinking about that again. But here's what you got to do. You can't just say no more with that. You got to replace that thought with what God's word says. So here's the third thing express your agreement with God. You need to stop saying what the devil says about you, and you need to begin to say what God says about you. You need to stop being a parrot for the devil, and you need to start repeating what God says about you. I wrote down some things that God says about us. Are you ready for this? According to God, I am a child of God. I am a masterpiece. I am chosen. I am loved. I am healed. God is working in and through me. Man may reject me, but God never will reject me. I am safe in God. I am accepted in Him. I am not condemned. I am strong enough because Jesus is enough. I am strong. I am secure. I am a new creation. I am not shaken. I am more than a conqueror. I am the light of the world. I am mighty in his power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Sin has no power over my life. I have authority over the enemy. I can endure all things through Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have hope. I am a lender, not a borrower. God will complete the work he first began in my life. Somebody say what God says about you Don't listen to the negative things the enemy says about you I put some examples there in your notes Maybe you're worried all the time Maybe you need to replace some of those worry thoughts with something like this Because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything I cast my cares on God because He cares for me I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. Just for today. Just for today. Just for today. Say it. Speak it over your life. Agree with God. Dispel those lies of the enemy. Just for today. Maybe you're, you're struggling with direction. You don't know God's will in your life. You need to speak this over your life. My life belongs to God. Daily I seek Him. Because daily He directs my steps. I know His voice. And He leads me to His perfect will. You say, Brandon, I don't know His voice. Brandon, I don't even feel like God's even there. I promise. You begin to speak it over your life. You begin to agree with God. See, there's all kinds. You say, well, that's kind of like that name it, claim it mess, you know, and I agree. I, you know, I, there's, there's people that have taken stuff to the extreme, but I want to tell you, it's still true. It's not trying to get God in, 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 in agreement with my words. What it is, it's trying to get my words in agreement with God, you know. It's not about trying to get God to do something that he doesn't want to do. No, I want to do everything God wants me to do. So I want to speak in agreement with him over my life. 
Maybe you're dealing with lacking confidence. You need to speak something like this. My confidence is in Christ. In Christ alone. Because His Spirit is in me. I can do everything He's called me to do. Maybe you're inconsistent in your walk with God. Maybe you just you say, I, I, just, I feel like a loser. Every time I come to church, I just feel like, man, I should hang my head because I hadn't been here and I haven't been reading my Bible and I just feel terrible over my life. That's not God. He doesn't want to condemn you. He wants to bring you in forward. and Don't speak that over your life. He, listen, listen to this. Maybe you're inconsistent. You say, I love the living and dwelling presence of my good God. Praying is as important to me as breathing. God's word nourishes my soul and I depend on his presence every day of my life. Don't let the devil speak that over your life you begin to speak the word of God and watch what God does and change you from the inside out musicians you could come so I wanted to share with you some of my struggles and some of the things that I have trouble with and some of the things God's been dealing with me about and how I'm trying to fight that in my life there's some of my issues I've just going to be honest and uh and just transparent. Um, one of my biggest struggles is putting God first. Uh, I just feel like I have so many things going on in my life. And uh, I, it's so easy for me to just choose the immediate. Like, what's in front of me? 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 Instead of saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what's in front of me. I've got to seek God first. And uh, I have trouble with that. I, I, I many times can just choose to be busy instead of choose to seek, and seek God first. Um, uh, another struggle of mine is I feel like I never do enough. I feel like I uh, never do enough at home. I walk home and say, I should have been here more today. And I come to the church and I say, I should have been more here more today. And I feel like uh, the words that come to my mouth all the time is, I'll never get it done. You'll never get it done. I feel like a failure many times at home, the church. Um, I struggle, I've struggled my whole life with a negative self-image. Um, I can still hear words that come to my mind from whenever I was in middle school, honestly. What people said over me in passing. It's so crazy that I can still remember words that teachers said that, that other students laughed at at my expense. It still rings in my ear. Um, I always think, I always hear all the time in my mind, I'm not disciplined enough. You're not enough. You're not disciplined enough. You should be doing more. You should be doing more. You should be doing better. You shouldn't be struggling with that anymore. Um, another struggle of mine, I'm terrified of failure. Uh, I don't want to mess up. I want to serve with honor. I want to serve my family with honor. I want to serve this church with honor. I want to stand up every week and I want to proclaim the word of God with excellence and honor. And um, I just feel like, honestly, many days I'm not up to the task. I'm not good enough to do it. So I began to put some things down. I'm beginning to speak over my life and uh, say, Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify Him. I love my wife and I will constantly lay down my life to serve her. My sons will love God and serve Him with their whole hearts. I will nurture, equip, and train and empower them to do more for His kingdom than they could ever imagine. I love people and I believe the best about them. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I'm growing closer to Jesus every day. Because of Christ, my family is closer. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper. And my leadership is sharper. I am enough to do everything God has called me to do. 
I'm creative, innovative, driven, focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. I develop leaders. This is not something I do. It's who I am. My words, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take my thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I wake up every day with purpose, direction, and meaning. Today is not random. I am not an accident. My steps are ordered of the Lord today and I will fulfill His whole purpose. My world will be different because and better because I serve Jesus today. Speak it over your life. Don't let the words that the world or your problems or your parents or your friends or your teachers or whatever anybody else said about you be louder than the voice of God. But stand up today and allow God to fight for you. He's already given us the weapon. It's His word. It's right here. Speak it over your life. My challenge is you write that out. I put it, I even, we even made a special website, a page on the website. It's there in your notes. Cityhills.com forward slash speak life. And I put my list in there. And I put a ton of other things in there. And I want you to get your own list. And I want you, if you got to put it on the wallpaper on your phone, your iPad, carry a piece of paper with you before your feet touch the ground in the morning. I want you to begin to speak, not what the enemy says over your life, but begin to agree with what God's word says about your life. And just watch what he'll do. I promise. Watch what he'll do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that you're greater than our sin. You're greater than our problems. You're greater than our past. And Lord, we want to agree with you. Lord, I say today, let every stronghold be cast down. God, every, let every prison of our own imagination that the enemy's set there. God, let it be torn down and let us become everything you're called us to be. Let us speak your life over our situation and not the death from this world or from the enemy. We say, let it be in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today and you need Jesus. Today is a day for you where you need, you need His salvation. You need His love. It's time for you to have a fresh start. Maybe it's been the first time or first time in a long time. God's here. He wants to help you. And if that's you, just right where you are, maybe you say, I want to go all in with Jesus. Maybe you say, I'm ready to go all in with this message. I'm ready for a brand new start, a brand new day, a brand new life. Let me see your hand. Nobody's looking around. Let this be a time of commitment to God and say, I'm ready. I'm ready to rise up and be everything that God has called me to be. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, pray with me. Simply say, Jesus, I need you. I give my life to you today. Forgive me of my sins. I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to follow you. Fill me with your spirit today. Let me speak life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Church family, let's just give life.